Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman and Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. We've talked about bashing, batching since some of our first podcast episodes. It's that good of a strategy. Today, we're diving in deep to what batching is, why it's important, and how to use, utilize it in all aspects of life. But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Eileen. Eileen says, my TSH is not being able to focus on just one task at a time. <laughs> Bridget, does this sound familiar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, I often have multiple projects to complete, so I bounce from project to broad to project, make uninformed progress, yet never finishing each task until the 11th hour right before my deadline for each task. The other issue is going down the social media rabbit hole while researching for my work. I hope you can understand this. Love you girls. I completely understand this, Eileen, because I feel like you and I are just like soul sisters. (laughs) Um, But here's what I'm going to tell you. This podcast episode, Eileen, is completely for you. Um, Back a long time ago when we first started our podcast, I felt as though I really, really struggled. And over what, the two and a half years that we've been doing this, Michelle, I have completely changed in how I approach tasks. Now, do I sometimes still get like a little bit of that shiny syndrome? Yes, I do. But I'm better, right? Do you agree? (laughs) So while I feel like I could give you a bunch of tips, I think I'm just going to tell you, listen to this podcast, try it out. And if you are like me and we are like soul sisters, then you're probably going to sit here and think, I can't do this. It's not happening because I thought that same thing. I promise you it's going to change your world. Change it totally. Now, today's episode is all about batching and Even though batching can be done for so many different tasks, even if you have a one-off project that is completely different than what you usually do, you can still apply these same strategies. Mm -hmm. I think about when Bridget and I were writing our books, like that wasn't like anything we would typically do, but we still found ways to batch within it. So go into this episode with kind of an open mind and think about how you could apply this to the different projects you have going on. Bridget, when you think about batching and like teaching, what were some of the first yeah. things that you started batching? So the first things that I probably I started batching are going to be um, my lessons. I had certain lessons that I needed to start incorporating. So this was back in my old district. They had just started putting in some new math programs that we wanted to use. So we used Mountain Math and Target the Question. And because they had a lot of the resources already there available, I was like, well, okay, I'm not going to do one every single week because then it takes me like five or 10 minutes. So I had like a little process where I would take the the map, I would put it onto a Google slide, I would save the Google slide as an image, I would upload the image into like my Schoology and create an assignment. And while that does seem like a lot, I promise you it wasn't. So I then started taking time and I would say, okay, today I'm going to plan out the next like three or four months Mm -hmm. of my mountain math and target the questions. I'm going to have them assigned, ready to go, and I'm just going to hide it. And so when the next week would show up, all I had to do was publish it and it was ready for my students. Yeah. Changed me. (laughs) In a good way. In a good way. In a really good way. I think about my first year of teaching. I was the exact opposite of a batching queen. I batched nothing. And it's because I didn't know what I was doing. Like it just, that was what it was. But 
going into my second year of teaching, I started using Rooted in Reading, which was a kind of a reading curriculum created by some other teachers that was on TPT. And that was my first realization of, oh, these lessons all follow a similar format. And like mm-hmm. you would basically use a book over the course of a week and you would go over vocabulary and reading comprehension and you would incorporate other fiction and nonfiction texts. I started to realize, oh, I can like batch all of this and like get it ready. I can make all of my copies at one time. And I started to realize how much time that saved me. So going into my third year of teaching, my county, this was like the very first county I taught in, they adopted everyday mathematics as a math curriculum. And I applied that theory of batching to preparing the exit tickets and making copies of them and preparing the games and getting like an entire unit done at one time. And once again, just the stress that it relieved was fantastic. And we want to be able to bring that same sense of relief to y'all listening. So in this episode, we're going to do a deep dive into what is batching? Why should you be embracing it? And then how do you actually do it in order to save time? So we want to talk about what is batching. So batching is a time management strategy that focuses on completing the same tasks multiple times in order in order to get ahead. So for example, when we sit down to do our podcast, we record four to five podcast episodes in one sitting. And that allows us to get an entire month of podcasts completely recorded. Another example is letting the dishes pile up in your sink before you wash them. You don't necessarily wash every single dish every time, unless you're my mother, (laughs) then you do. (laughs) But instead, you let them pile up, then you fill up your dishwasher before you can run it. This is batching at its finest. Um, So I haven't seen that commercial, Michelle. Well, yeah, I was going to interject there. Okay. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, especially after meatloaf. What is meat? Okay, so there's a commercial. It's for like a a dishwashing pod company. And basically what they're trying to say is it's it saves water to actually just run your dishwasher, even though it's not completely full rather than like washing it in the sink. But in reality, it's because they want you to buy more dishwashing pods. But the commercial starts Uh. out with all these couples and they're like sitting on the couch and they're like, oh, yeah, we do it every night. And then the next couple's like, especially after meatloaf. And, (laughs) you know, it has this like dirty connotation. But what they're really talking about is running their dishwasher. And it's just it's a funny commercial. I'll send it to you. (laughs) You're going to have to tell me about the dirty connotation because I don't get it. My brain is not functioning at the moment. I'm sorry, you don't understand. We do it every night. (laughs) That's not Uh, getting through. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to move us on to the why. (laughs) Wow, I am old. Now, we've already kind of hit on this, but when you utilize batching, you're going to maximize your time by not having to switch tasks. First of all, this is going to save you time during the setup and the cleanup for that task. So going back to the dishwasher, it's like, I don't know about you, Bridget, once my hands are wet, it's like, I can't touch my phone. I can't touch anything yes. else. I'd have to like yes. dry them off. And so those little instances of, okay, I'm going to load up the dishwasher all at one time rather than doing it again and again and again mm-hmm. throughout the day it's going to save me time and it's going to help my brain stay focused for longer. I know personally when I'm loading up the dishwasher, I actually get excited because I put on a YouTube video. We have a, like a, 
a window. A window. Right, yep. And I put it right on the ledge and yep. I'm like, I'm gonna watch a YouTube video while it's I funny, do this. It's funny, I do the same thing, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And especially now that I'm utilizing my pop socket because I can have it sit at an angle. Mm. Oh, perfection. It's so nice. So here's another example for you with batching just in your everyday life, washing a load of laundry rather than washing one sock at a time and having to like, I don't know about you, my dishwasher or not dishwasher, washing machine. Although funny story, Bridget, for an entire year, (laughs) Billy and I were using laundry detergent in our dishwasher. Stop it, Michelle. We didn't realize when we bought, they were like little pods. (laughs) We thought we bought... (laughs) We thought we bought dishwashing pods, but they were laundry pods. And you're and like, why are my dishes linen fresh? <laughs> right. We didn't realize it for a year. It was awful. But my washing machine is downstairs. And obviously our laundry we keep upstairs in our bedroom. I don't want to have to walk up and down the stairs for each article of clothing and go through the process of washing it. Plus, Billy loves to put all of his clothes in the hamper inside out, and it drives me crazy because then when I go to put them away, I have to turn them all the right way. So I do it before I wash them. That way, after they're dry, I'm just hanging them up and putting them away. But that's going to be much faster doing an entire load or even multiple loads at one time because I only have to go up and down the stairs once. I I can sit there and turn them all inside out in one fell swoop. Like, you know, I get through like a, what's that called? An assembly line of yeah. like, all right, did this one now onto the yep. next one and it's going to save time. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Bridget is going to kick us off with the how. This is the good stuff coming. Bridget, it's October and that means it's spooky season. Do you know what's super scary? Yeah, walking through a haunted house and something brushes against your ankle. (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. But also, (laughs) this is your last chance to grab our 2022-2023 digital teacher planners before they're gone forever. Oh, that is scary. Where can everyone grab one before they disappear into the night? or at least disappear from the internet, right? You can grab one on our website at teachingonthedouble.com slash store, along with our digital stickers and new planner inserts that can be used again and again in any digital planner. So what you're saying is that teachers should trick or treat themselves before the end of the month? That's right. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com slash store and grab your 2022-2023 digital planner before it's gone. So how do we get started with batching? Well, the first step is to create a plan. Now, knowing what you want to get accomplished during that batch and where you're going to do it is going to be important. So a really good example of this is lesson planning, okay? I have to have a plan of what I'm going to be doing with my lessons. And in order to do this, your scope and sequence that we talked about in our last episode is going to be the guide to what you're going to be teaching. This is going to keep you focused and it makes creating your individual lesson plans so much easier. Now, as we go through, we thought it would be helpful to give you both a teaching example and just like a life example. So Bridget's going to take control of the teaching example and I'm going to take control of the like quote unquote life example. So you might also be batching a bunch of meals, whether you're meal prepping for like a week at a time, or maybe you're batching meals 
like prior to giving birth or a situation like that where you're not going to be able to cook. You need to know exactly what meals you're going to cook. That way you can have an ingredient list ready. So when you go to the store, you buy the right things Mm because nothing is worse than getting home and realizing you don't have that onion that you need. And you need to know how long each one is going to take to cook. That way you could maybe be cutting vegetables while something else is cooking in the oven versus cutting the vegetables and then having to wait while it's cooking in the oven. So the second step is to get prepared. And this is where you need to know what materials you need. So this is the time where you have to get tasks done in advance that need to be done in order for you to batch. If we're going to batch or record or like record our podcast episodes, we need each episode outlined and we need our podcast equipment set up and ready to go so that we can maximize our time. So in the example of lesson planning, our getting prepared is getting together those curriculum materials, having a template ready to plug and play, gathering any purchased resources, books, or other materials that you will need in order to reference when you're planning. Yep. And if you're batching a bunch of meals, getting prepared means gathering your recipes, going grocery shopping. You might be cutting things in advance to save time or maybe marinating some meat. You might want to make sure that the containers you're going to store them in are clean (laughs) because you don't want to cook everything and then have nowhere to put it. And you also might want to make sure those like pots and pans that you're going to need are also clean. Then the next step, number three, is to find a time to batch. In order to find a time to batch, you need to know how much time you're willing to dedicate to the batch or how long it's realistically going to take. And then find a specific time on your calendar that matches the batch time. (laughs) Now to go along with this, you also need to reduce distractions. So I know when we're recording, like Bridget might have her husband Trent take the kids and go do something so she can have a solid like two, three hours Mm -hmm. to be able to record and not worry about a bunch of noise happening. I know personally, before we record, I make sure I throw a ton of ball with Ember so that she's not outside my door whining because she wants attention. (laughs) You know, what's really funny is that I did a little version of this yesterday because I came to the house. I was waiting for my iPhone 14, which Michelle, I got an iPhone 14. Oh, so so jealous. I was waiting for it to get there. And because it was the signature required, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the house. It's going to be quiet you know, we officially have a toilet. No, I don't have a door, but that's okay. I can at least go to pee if I need to pee. Yep. And so while I was here, I was getting a bunch of batching done as far as like my book editing. So I was able to get through multiple chapters mm. because I sat down and was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get it done. I found that specific time. I reduced those distractions and I was able to get it accomplished. So If we're talking about the lesson planning example, depending on what you're planning, you might want to break this into smaller chunks (laughs) versus doing it all in one day. So for example, you might want to break it into small groups one day, mini lessons another day. And in order to like reduce some of those distractions, for me, I like to do it really, really early in the morning. Um, That is my way of just being able to get a lot of things done because I know by the time I get home, I have kids screaming, I have husband who needs things, I have dinner that I need to prepare, and I'm exhausted after teaching. It's just not going to happen. So if you're not like me and you don't like to get up super early in the morning to get some of those things done, find a time that really works for you. This might be after school, it might be during your planning period, or it might even be like one day, one weekend out of, you know, one or two months that you're going to be doing this. 
Yeah, I think what's important is finding what works for you. Yes. And as much as we are big supporters of not working outside of contract hours, sometimes being able to have an uninterrupted period of time to just get things done and get it off of your plate feels really good. So there is not a right or wrong way. It's what is going to work for you. Now, when it comes to batching a bunch of meals, if you know it's going to take you five hours in order to prep, cook, and then put away all the meals, you might spend like a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon. I personally actually do all my meal prep on Monday, Billy and I go grocery shopping on Sunday, so I know I have all my ingredients. And then Monday, just before lunch, is when I prep all of my lunches for the week. And that's because it works for my schedule. I couldn't do that when I was in the classroom. I had to do my meal prep on Sunday. But now I'm able to do it on Monday. So feel free to make those changes depending on your season of life and what's going to work at that time. So then step number four, and this is the final step, is just to get the batch done. And if your mind went somewhere else when I said that, good, it was intentional. Now, even though this is the final step, it is the hardest part. But it is the step that actually moves you closer to your goal. This is the most important step. If you do all the rest of it and then never do step four, you're not going to make progress. So keep your why in mind. This is going to save you time later. The reason you are batching is to be able to create more time in your schedule to do other things that you enjoy. And as you complete this step, take notes for the future. If it took you longer than expected, so if I thought it was going to take five hours to batch all my meals and it really took seven, then in the future, I need to allot more time for the batch. Or if there are certain materials that you're like, oh crap, I forgot I needed that, take a note so that you remember. And batching is done for repetitive tasks, so you will be batching again, and you need to create this efficient system. So when we first started batching um, the podcast, it took time to get like our system in place. Our first session, Michelle, do you remember this? Oh my it gosh. Took us hours, y'all. <laughs> hours. But now we get it done in like 90 minutes. We, yeah. We've got a system. So here's the thing, guys, is you have to stick with it until it gets easy. It's not going to be easy in the beginning. We're sitting here telling you it's going to be hard. It's going to suck. You're going to hate it. But if you stick with it and you try to do it multiple times, not just one and then give up, mm-hmm. it's going to be so worth it in the end. So Going back to that example of lesson planning, you need to find the space and get into the zone. So for me, again, I need silence. I like to get to school really, really early before any of the other teachers are there. And that's my space to be able to get all of my lesson planning done. I told myself a few years ago, I was not going to do lesson planning at school or at home. And I haven't. I don't bring homework anymore because for me, I want to use this time for my family. So find the space, get yourself into the zone. Try to stay focused without jumping around. And if you're like me and you have shiny object syndrome, that's going to be really, really hard in the beginning. And again, when I first started batch planning my lessons, like it did take me a very long time. So set a timer if you need to, to help you stay focused. I know the Pomodoro, is it the Pomodoro method that Mm -hmm. is the one that's 25 and then you take like a five minute break and then you do 25 again, take another five minute. But if you follow that method, I will tell you during that five minutes, don't start another task. 
get up, stretch, Mm -hmm. walk around, kind of do some of those pieces, but don't get started doing something that's going to take your focus away from it because that was one of the issues that I had in the very beginning. Um, But just stick with it. Yeah. And I will say, try to incorporate things that make the task more enjoyable. I know when I meal prep, I will listen to podcasts or lately I've been loving watching YouTube videos and I'm going to let y'all know what my favorite YouTube channel is right now. There is a channel called DFB Guide, which stands for Disney Food Blog. And it's all of these videos about Disney. (laughs) I'm not even going to Disney anytime soon, but I'm obsessed with these videos. They like rank the snacks and they give you tips and changes. I just love it. So I also will say, just like Bridget mentioned with the podcast, I remember when I first started meal prepping, it took me so long, like legit. It was like a two hour process now, like 30 minutes and I've got all my lunches for the week. So it does get easier. Like Bridget mentioned, you just have to continue to practice it. It is a skill, (laughs) but that is going to wrap it up for this episode. We would love for you to check out our website. And while you are there, you can grab a digital planner. Remember the 2022-2023 school year planners that run from July to June will be disappearing at the end of this month. So you can grab those at teachyonthedouble.com slash store. You also can submit your own time-sucking hurdle for the chance to be featured on a future episode right there at our website. Just click TSH at the top. And if you're not already, please subscribe to our podcast. It's like following the podcast, basically. That way you are notified whenever we drop our next episode, which is every Thursday morning. And if you do listen through Apple Podcasts, we would love for you to leave us a review. We do read all of them and they bring us so much joy and we feature some on our Instagram. So until next time, be timely, stay organized and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.